Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast, I've Got Time, with Sherry and Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and healing to become aligned with the best version of ourselves. Hey, honey. What's up, girl? What's up with you? I don't want to talk about me. Um, I am okay. I'm practicing understanding over emotional reaction. So, it's been a journey the past couple of days. Because of me? Um, not just because of you. Because of work. Because of feelings that I have about my family. It's a lot going on, honestly. Yeah. Mercury is in retrograde, started like last week, so that means that it's gonna be like communication issues between people, communication issues with technology, and then really Mercury retrograde is kind of just like a reset for yourself. So it seems like, oh my God, everything's going wrong, but really the energies of the planetary alignment is just pointing out to you things that you're not happy with and it's time to release, you know? Mm. So, um, I feel you 100%. I feel like this has been a very intense week emotionally from the top to the bottom, the same way you feel like, you know, stuff will work for sure. Like, I've just been triggered all week, for real. And I agree with you, I'm learning how to respond over react and also choose my battles and just like be more mature mm-hmm. yeah so yeah well i feel like we should um mention the obvious this week it's audio only oh yeah yeah i'm not feeling good y'all so uh, you just won't be getting... I mean, you're going to get a video, but ain't, you ain't going to see us talking this week. Yeah. I'll try to make something cute for the background that <laughs> keep you entertained or something, but... Chow. Listen while you're cleaning up or something. Right. I mean, <laughs> you can still open it up on YouTube. We're still streaming everywhere, but... Yeah. Yeah, y'all. I got to put me first, Lucius. And I'm just not comfortable or vulnerable enough right now in this space to share that. Yeah. So I appreciate y'all respecting my boundaries and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for uh, supporting us. So did you want to get anything off your chest this week? Is there anything that's like, mm, don't uh, talk about this? Um, no, I don't think so. I feel like I spend a lot of time thinking things through and then... It's resolved. Um, (laughs) even if it's not resolved, it's, I'm able to, for the most part, come to a conclusion on my behalf that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what, girl, it's not even a thing for real, so move on. Well, I'm proud of you, and I also want to say that I appreciate you because although I was having, like, a really rough week, you just been there for me, supported me, being understanding, 
Like, I really appreciate you. I'm so glad that we're together. And like, every day when things happen, I just think I wouldn't want to go through this with nobody else, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel the same. Well, this week I did want to get some down <laughs> my chest. Per yosh. Don't act surprised. Um, have you guys ever heard of etymology? Have you heard of it, baby? I only heard of it, like, maybe last week. Okay. <laughs> and this was one of those things that I have heard of it a lot, but I'm going to be honest, I didn't care enough to, like, find out more. Mm-hmm. So what is etymology? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> Oh, wait, are you asking me? I'm asking you. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I mean, they so, can't chime in. <laughs> <laughs> Etymology is like the origin of a word, where it comes from, what it means, mm-hmm. well, what it originally meant. Yeah. Because a lot of our language is like derived from cultural practices, even though we could all be speaking English, like there's different dialects of English, you know? Mm -hmm. People speak totally different in the South or in the, you know, West or in the East. Like people who are, speak totally different. And over time, for some reason, words, meanings kind of change to go along with the changes of the world. Yeah. And so this week I wanted to talk about the word weird. I seen a TikTok last week and it really sparked my interest because I always consider myself like a little weirdo, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't until recently that I started accepting it as a good thing. Before it made me feel like an outcast, like, oh, I don't fit in. I knew I didn't fit in. I knew that I was different from other people. How do yeah. you feel about being weird? Um, well, I've definitely always been weird. Uh, <laughs> that's nothing new. For me, being weird was like, it wasn't a good thing when I was younger, but of course, the older I got, the more it was like, there are other people that are weird like me, Yeah. so it didn't really feel as bad. Yeah. I definitely grew to feel like weird definitely means like unique, Mm -hmm. but... The word weird derives from the old English noun, the word weird, but it's spelled W-Y-R-D, and it essentially means fate. It also means having the power to control your destiny. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that, and I was like, that's so crazy how people are, you know, what cost money, like, you're weird. Mm-hmm. But what it really means is that you're choosing not to conform to, you know, societal pressures and what the normalcy is of American life or wherever you live. And so, of course, people are going to say, you're weird. Like, you're a weirdo because you're choosing to do something different. That's not what everybody else would do. And you know how it is being somebody that is different when you get around those, like, normal people. Mm -hmm. I don't want to shade y'all, but it's like y'all can't think for yourself. Yeah. Everything that you believe, everything that you know to be true, is really just some shit that somebody else told you. And you haven't had the... I don't know, like, energy or whatever it is to find out the truth, though. Like, what does this mean to you or for you? People just go along with shit. And so I'm very happy to be weird if that's what it means. To mean that I'm in control of my own destiny and that I'm creating my reality at every moment. Hell yeah, I'm a weirdo. Yeah, I rock with that. 
Yeah. Just to go along with what you were saying, I feel like not having that, it's just, I feel like people haven't had the right exposure or the right experiences to make them, to force them to think about things differently. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important to travel, to have a diverse friend group, you know, to be open to meeting and connecting people that's not exactly like you or had the same beliefs as you. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to change your beliefs to anybody else's, but the least that you can do is try and learn and understand why somebody's doing it differently. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. You want to hop into the affirmation of the week? Let's do it. This week's affirmation is, I am weird. I am weird. Period. Like, I'm in complete control of my destiny. That makes me feel stronger saying that, affirming myself, you know? Strong, Brittany. What? Sorry, it's a separate inside joke. And that you only twine now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Twine. Shout out. So what are we discussing this week for the main topic? This week, mm-hmm. we are discussing the ins and outs. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Of pregnancy. Well, we we're discussing childbirth, yeah. but you could have a child and not have a pregnancy. True. Um. You know, lately we've been talking about the language that has been changing around certain words that used to be, like, gender-led, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you were saying, like, giving birth or something or, like, having a baby or just being a mom. Mm -hmm. And now that people are capable of having babies and they're not moms Mm -hmm. or, I mean, different people decide different things in their family and what they want to be called with their kids. But, you know, now what people want to be considered, like, birthing people. Right. Yeah. I can't say that I'm on board for all of those changes that people want because it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So. I feel like I can respect people on an individual level. So if somebody communicates to me that they want to be called a birthing person, then I'm going to call them a birthing person. You know what I mean? Like, that's not an issue. But I feel like it's very a difficult ask for you to think that people are going to change their language overnight and be like, now everybody's a birthing person. Like, I don't want to be called a birthing person. I'm a mother. Yeah. I'm a mother. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? And so I feel like, you know, as we decide what language is inclusive, we also have to listen to everybody that is a part of this and think about, are you excluding other people by trying to be more inclusive with language? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like at a certain point, like just the people that you interact with, just inform them how you want to be, what you want to be called or referred to. Don't try to put it on the whole world. Yeah. Because the whole world don't even know you like that, girl. People take stuff, like, so personally and stuff when people's language are not changed. But I feel like that's just a crazy expectation to think that everybody is going to basically conform to the new normal, at least right away. You know what I'm saying? People have their own beliefs that conflict with yours. And I'm okay with people having conflicting beliefs with me. So I'm not going to force nobody to tell me, 
call me this or that or this or that. I don't care because I know who I am. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that kind of gets like a gray area, you know what I'm saying? Because people be want to feel validated in their pronouns or their gender. And that's okay, but you got to validate yourself. You can't expect the whole world to validate you. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like just having basic respect for people and understanding that there are, you know, trans men having babies. Like, I don't see it and think it's weird. I think it's kind of cool that you decided that you still wanted to participate in that even though you didn't feel comfortable in your body as a woman. Like, that's Mm -hmm. awesome that you still want to be a parent. Like, as long as you a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let people do what they want to do with their lives and their families. There's a lot of people that don't agree with our lifestyle. Every day I get in a YouTube comment and it's not normal. <laughs> You're lying to yourself. And it's like, okay, <laughs> whatever you say. But it is normal for me. Every day I wake up next to a woman, you know. <laughs> yeah. When we go to parent-teacher conference or something, we're together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We go to our kids' activities. We're together. It's normal for us. And so when people try and dismiss our relationship, I don't care because that doesn't take away from the validity of us being together. Yeah. Like, have a nice day. <laughs> but um, I really want to kind of talk about childbirth and stuff and just, like, how we all have different experiences with that and just learning how to appreciate the differences in everybody, you know what I mean? And also that we have options available to us. So just because I wanna have my kids natural don't mean I'm gonna judge another person for getting epidural. Like, that's mad weird. I ain't gonna lie though, when I was younger, I was immature and I also had like a bigger ego. So I would think I was better than people for having like a natural birth, like. I honestly get off on it a little bit when we're like talking about childbirth with random people and I'll be like, yeah, I have both of my kids natural and everybody be like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you go through all of that pain? But then somebody like me, my belief is that my body was created to do this on its own. So why do mm-hmm. I need that? You know what I'm saying? And then also my beliefs is built kind of around my fears, fears of something happening because I did have medical intervention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then just like, it's not really safe out here for women of color in hospitals. You know what I mean? So that was my personal decision. Like when I had Max, I had insurance that I could go to a regular hospital and they had a 40% C-section rate. And at that moment I was like, I don't care what I got to do. I'll take less insurance. I'll go to somebody else in town because I'm not giving birth at a place that it's almost half a chance that I'm gonna have to get my baby induced or have a C-section. Like I knew I didn't want that. So I took the steps to educate myself and do what I wanted to do. But I also appreciate and understand women who do other things. Like, my body's different than yours, and also my pain tolerance is different than yours, and also maybe I'm perceiving childbirth differently than you. Mm -hmm. So, like, just let people do what they want to do. Period. If you had a baby, would you get an epidural or what? I think that I would intend not to. But, I mean, if a nigga can't handle Mm-mm. all that's going on, yeah. I would. But uh, it definitely wouldn't be a first option for me. Yeah. I like the idea of just naturally having a baby. Me too. 
I feel like confident in that decision that I'm choosing the safest option for me and my baby. And for somebody else, they might feel like the safest option is being surrounded by doctors and nurses. So, yeah. Um, I did want to bring up some statistics that black and American Indian and also Alaskan Native women have higher rates of pregnancy-related death compared to white women three times more. That's crazy. Three times more. I'm, like, very familiar with the um, medical system and being in hospitals and stuff like that, so I already know that outside of having kids, I'm not always in the safest position or I'm not always going to be listened to or any of that stuff. So, like, this makes sense to me. I mean, our country was founded on racist beliefs. Don't you think that our me medical system would be racist too? Yeah. But, you know, that's just something to think about when you are part of those marginalized groups and you know you're not going to get the care you need. You got to do what's going to be best for you and your family so that you can feel safe. You know, for me, this is why I feel like we really need to have more black, brown, and otherwise people in the medical field because the people that aren't affected by it aren't going to look into it. Mm. And they're just doing their job. So, yeah. It's kind of just like everything else. Like, if we aren't in it, then there's no way for it to change. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's important to have these conversations and bring, you know, light to stuff like this. Because at least we're sharing the information so other people can have, like, a spark in their brain on something that's not directly impacting them. Mm -hmm. But people are really fucking selfish. And we really do live in, like, an individualized, I guess, society where mm -hmm. people only be thinking about them and their family and themselves and they don't care much about legislation or just like having safe spaces for people that don't impact them yeah like the video that we had go viral every day it's new comments new comments new comments and the most aggravating thing is seeing another black woman in the comments trying to like debunk what it is i'm saying where it's like this is enough true or false narrative this is i'm sharing my experience with you it's my truth i'm not asking you mm -hmm. to say like oh this doesn't happen or whatever one girl she commented the other day and was like um she said something where she just don't it honestly don't bother her that she mm -hmm. don't care at all because she be minding her business and i was like well it sounds like that you're not directly impacted by this issue so you don't care and then she commented back and was like yeah i'm not ding 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 are you fucking dumb <laughs> Are you stupid? Why are you commenting on this video? If you don't get it, then shut the fuck up. It's not your time to silence people because you don't necessarily agree with it. And I find women like that, they are the type of people that be having like a whole large group of white friends. So they be feeling like they got a cape for their white friends. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. But there's always a point in a black woman's life if you grew up in a predominantly white area where you start to realize that the whole time you've been getting passive aggressive comments the whole time that they really didn't like you. Like, people be racist as fuck. Yeah. And they might not be directly racist, but they're usually inherently racist, which means that their beliefs and stuff, their core values are racist as hell. They don't care about you, girl. And here you is on the internet talking about some, yeah, it doesn't impact me. Like, and so for people like that, I'll reply like, I hope your kid don't have to deal with this. Because while you act in ignorance is something that we be, could be changing now, in 15 more years, when your child is 
in that school getting bullied by this or that or whatever the issue is or can't have a baby safely or something, then you're going to want to care. And then it's, it's, it, it's going to be too late to make the change. Your kid's already going to be going through it. Yeah. People are mad weird. I don't understand it. Like, I don't have to experience something or go through something to empathize with somebody that is. Hopefully they don't gaslight their child if it does happen. They will, because they was gaslighting the hell out of me. They was like, I know you not talking with that white girl hair. I said, be fucking for real. Ain't nobody buying white people hair. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Are you dumb? Are you really, have you ever seen somebody putting up some tracks of white people hair? White people not even wearing white people hair. And everybody wears wigs, weaves, and extensions. It's not something that is only to the black community. It's not something that's only women of color. And I know this because I'm in the beauty, the beauty profession. Everybody's yeah. getting it done. Everybody's doing this and that. And it's not just us. You're just ignorant and racist. You're literally ignorant and racist. Period. So yeah. You know, I don't um, like to argue with people back and forth, for real, about their beliefs because that's a lost cause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to surround yourself with people that are willing to unlearn the behaviors that are, you know, marginalizing more people. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of really want to discuss, like, single motherhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, when... As a woman, mm -hmm. I said this on the TikTok, and I'm trying to, like, really recall what I was saying. But, like, as a woman, you can choose to have a baby, but you can't choose with the person that you have that baby with is going to act like after you had a baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you could get pregnant by somebody, and it wasn't, like, who you would have got wanted to get pregnant by, but now you got a baby, and you're not going to get rid of it, you know? So sometimes that like you be a single mom and you didn't plan on it or even like me i got married i had no plans on ever not being married mm -hmm. and then i was a single mother quick my youngest was two years old and i was single mom and if i'm really being honest with myself i was a single mom my whole marriage i didn't have no help and it's like only super obvious to me now that i'm with cherry and she's like she treat max and ever like her kids first of all and then like we have a balance and like a system where I feel totally supported. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like a single mom when I'm with Cherry because she's my other parent. I mean, we lucky that we kind of got like a, we chilling on our co-parent system. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that bad. It's like our kids have four people for the most part that's willing to like support them and protect them. Mm -hmm. And so they lucky, but you know, being with Cherry, it's a whole, I'm, I'm trying to uh, do Tamar. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> I don't think I get the reference, but I'm still entertained. It's like from Braxton Family Values where, you know, when she first got married to Vince, that was her everything. That was her baby, her boo-boo. He was taking care of her. You know, he was loaded. He was managing, like, Lady Gaga. He was working with Beyonce. He was doing everything, okay? And he also was managing Tony Braxton. Mm -hmm. And so... All of her sisters was getting played in some way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she like, that one's a cheater. That one will 
entertain other bitches on Facebook. Like, she said all this stuff. And she's like, but my man, he's a whole different thing. <laughs> but then when it was her getting cheated on, of course, she wanted a lot of empathy and compassion from her sisters. And they was like, can we play back the episodes? Because this bitch ain't have no compassion for us. But That'd be the worst. That's yeah. why you can't be... You just got to mind your business, child. I'm telling you, because every time you get on the internet and you try to make it seem like your old person is all that, not me, though. Y'all be easy. <laughs> Here they come with some bullshit. That's like a common thing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, don't do that. No. Don't do that. I feel like single motherhood could be um, a lot better if we weren't such an individualized society and like more people was willing to like pitch in and help each other. Mm -hmm. Like when I was growing up, both of my grandmas was very active in my life. I had lots of aunties that was like, yeah girl, just drop them off. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. my mom had a supportive system where she could basically essentially go out and be doing fucked up shit and it's not directly impacting us because the community that she had was sheltering us from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like what we need. Like, I don't understand a kid be like not having a home and then they be having family though, but they nobody want to take in the kid or something. Like, it's just not a village like it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, we can't even count on our own parents if we being honest. And that is so wild to me because at least my parents' generation, they was the, like I said, getting help from everybody. Aunties, uncles, cousins, the teenagers was babysitting the babies. Like they had the support that they needed to still not be so stressed out and like irritable raising their kids. Mm -hmm. Even though they still was, girl. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely take a village. And I feel like as a mother, you have to seek that village, you have to create that village and build it for yourself. And, you know, it's super important. Facts, B. <laughs> you wanna get into mental health matters? Um, yeah, you, let's do it. Okay, did you have something else to say? Um, I do. I'm kind of being petty. I am being petty. It's not kind of. So, I agree that shit be changing after you have kids with somebody. I do also just want to include that in a lot of cases, the person that you have a child with is not a great person before you have the child, but it's just easier for you to notice it when the child is there because you can see it affecting the child. Yeah, I'll definitely say like when I was with my kids that before we had any kids, Although we was together, we kind of had like separate lives in a sense, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have all the same like interests and stuff. So we would be totally comfortable just like chilling together, but not doing stuff together. He had his own friends. I had my own friends type of thing. 
And so I didn't feel like I was missing anything because I was still very fulfilled in my other relationships. Mm -hmm. But then once I had kids, my relationships changed with other people as well. And then I needed my partner to step up and support me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that support. And that's when I realized like, oh my God, who the bleep did I marry? You know? Yeah. And it took me a long time to get past manipulation, to get past feelings of resentment, um, to see my worth and my value, to say that I don't want to be here no more. And I don't care what happens next as long as I'm not here, you know? Yeah. Like, and that, it takes strength. It's 111. Hey. We ready for mental medicine? Let's do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so really, I just wanted to say, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that directly You know what I'm saying I'm not saying like Totally abandon Or forget your kids Or anything But in order for you To have a healthy And balanced lifestyle You have to prioritize yourself To some capacity Because when your cup is empty You have nothing To give to your kids Yeah and That's when you find yourself Getting short Find yourself all irritable Over stuff that's not even That serious you know what I'm saying? And then you be taking all your stress and putting it on your child when one, they didn't ask to be here. And two, you need to be in your body and figure out what's wrong with you because it don't be the kids, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Learning how to prioritize yourself and just have balance is super important. Like, the balance yeah. be eating me up. I ain't gonna lie. I mean... That's always been an issue for me. So now it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's a challenge all around. I had problems with it before the kids. So now I'm finding, mm -hmm. well, learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like the good thing about our relationship is we do encourage each other to, um, have balance and to prioritize ourselves and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, sometimes I feel like you be needing permission and it's like, you don't need permission, girl. You better take care of yourself. Like, that's what I want for you as a mom to know that you don't need permission from nobody else and that you still a good mom even when you putting yourself first. You got I the cry? hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Mental health is important, and your kids are seeing you, and they also feeling your energy. They know when something ain't right with you, you know what I'm saying? And it, mm -hmm. that alone impacts them. So you got to take care of yourself. It's super important. And part of that is having that community, like I said, that when I know I'm about to lose my shit, that I can call up Christine and be like, hey, girl, I am having the roughest day ever. Can the kids come over for like 30 minutes or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's super important to have people like that because otherwise, when those moments happen, you feel totally alone. And girl, if you don't step outside and leave that baby in the house for a few minutes, I don't know what's going on. You need to just take yeah. a moment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert smoke break. Deadass. <laughs> That's my holy grail right there. Um, well, we can slide into forest bias this week. We kind of have a lot to talk about, but I feel like all of the subjects low-key run together. Mm. So, um, this week is Lesbian Visibility Week. And what that means is just having conversations, 
you know, about us being confident in who you are in your relationship, not allowing society or other people that you might know personally to shame you or make you feel weird for being yourself and loving who you love. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the lesbians, girl. Shout out to the les. <laughs> the les. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that gay women are almost twice as likely to be... Okay, wait, let me start over. <laughs> I feel like I'm not reading that right. Gay women are almost twice as unlikely to be out in the workplace as gay male colleagues. I believe it. I feel like... <sighs> yeah... Something about being a lesbian just causes so much conversation. And it's it's kind of annoying. Yeah. I've worked with lesbians before, but generally I knew they were a lesbian because they were a stud or something. Mm-hmm. And maybe they dated somebody else that worked in the workplace. I can either confirm or deny that. <laughs> but, yeah. That's not mm-hmm. really... A thing. Yeah. I feel like a lot of women feel the need to protect their relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, being with you is a safe space. And so I'm not going to give the people the opportunity to, like, make my safe space unsafe. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful, pick and choose who you decide to share certain people with. But I'm also starting to be more unapologetic about my sexuality. Like, you be coming up to my job sometimes or whatever, you know. Yeah. Nobody's, like, weird weirded about it but I mean it's a lot of gay people in the beauty profession so I'm sure it's like more normalized (laughs) in like my workplace versus somebody that might work at an office setting or Mm -hmm. you know even maybe work at like a Christian company or something like that where it's like you can't really be yourself so I understand why people wouldn't want to be out at work do your colleagues know you gay yeah for the most part yeah, it always comes up in conversation somehow because, you know, niggas be talking about their life. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know how I feel. Everybody's a little bit gay, and a lot of people have had at least some experience, whether it be sexually or just like you know, casual romance with somebody that's the same sex as them, but maybe they don't want to claim it maybe it's something that to them is just a little cute moment in the past that's not who they are or whatever but people be gay as hell yeah or just their own thoughts even if they haven't had like an in-person relationship Mm -hmm. it's like now you know (laughs) (laughs) so we can move on to discuss the her lesbian dating app have you ever been on that app before yes you have? I've never uh-huh. been on that app. So, what's it like? Did you, did you like it? Was it cool? It was cool. Um, I met some cool people. When I was on it, I was really just looking for some gay friends. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that didn't really pan out because, uh, yeah. <sighs> Expectations are strange. I always, even when I don't expect a lot from people specifically because we just met, I still have expectations or standards at mm-hmm. least. So, yeah, I'm not friends with any of those people anymore. Um, but it was cool. It was like a on some swipe shit. You can put like what you're looking for basically why you want to app like you're looking for friends or whatever you're looking for it's interesting and they have like this blog section that somehow gets sexual out of nowhere in a good way like educationally or just like in a freaky deaky it's not educational mm. more interesting maybe that's one of the selling points you know some people be needing to work on their skills who knows Honestly, it's a little strange. I'm not gonna lie. Well, damn. Because it's just like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. But then it's also like different groups that you can, I guess, subscribe to, so you can try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but niggas gonna dig. So. Yeah. Well, this week, her lesbian dating app decided to send a message to all the trans folks, honey, and they said, do not let the door hit you on the way out. They recently had a lot of controversy surrounding trans women on their app because there's people who might be gay, but they still homophobic, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's people who are gay, but they still don't accept trans people. They still haven't even made the attempt to understand being trans and so they hateful um her has 20 million global users that's a lot mm-hmm. and 12.5 percent identify as trans lesbians so she, the owner the creator she was wanting to create safe space for all women mm-hmm. and i respect that and i also respect her coming out and making a statement saying get the fuck out of here with that homophobic ass shit yeah because why are you even there Honestly. Exactly. It's like, you know, that self-hate or whatever, it's just so weird to me how some people, they could identify and see the issues that they have within their communities, but when it comes to somebody else, they be acting like it's no big deal. Like, yeah, I see that all the time with, like, white feminists, you know what I mean? They be mm-hmm. having all this smoke and stuff, but then when it comes to protecting black women, they ain't nowhere to be fucking found. So, you gotta be able to know who's from who, and just create boundaries and stop talking to people that's weird as fuck like that. Not in a good weird, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to her. Shout out. I wish I knew her name. I had thought I had wrote it down, but I didn't. So y'all know what her is. Not her the singer, but her that. <laughs> and be popping on my TikTok all the time. I'm like, girl, bye. I'm never getting on another dating app again because I don't plan on being single again. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I did want to talk about, you know, anti-abortion legislation. This is the childbirth episode. And some people, they get pregnant and they don't want a baby. They don't want to give no childbirth. 
Some people decide to go through the adoption process, and some people say, uh, take this whole baby out of here. Yeah. And I respect that, but we now have 14 states. North Dakota was the most recent state to pass anti-abortion legislation. So you guys need to be aware of the state that you live in and what your options are or are not. Um, and that's something to think about as a lot of people are starting to relocate to different areas and stuff and open their horizons. Like, mm -hmm. think about if where you are moving to is inclusive to the communities that you are a part of, whether you're black or gay or childbearing, whatever. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, some places just really ain't safe, and you need to know that before you put yourself in a dangerous situation. Yeah, that's crazy, though. I just... How do you feel comfortable forcing somebody to have a baby? That's crazy to me. And they don't see it as forcing them. I always go back to a conversation I had with my cousin. As soon as I said the word forcing, it was like, well, no, that's not what I'm doing. But that's literally what you're doing. What you're doing. Just because you change the language or something don't mean that you're not doing the thing that people are accusing you of doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I personally feel like when it comes to childbirth, there's only a few people that need to be in a, involved in the conversation. Mm. And that's people who are biologically women or people who used to be biologically women. People who are having babies. And if yeah. you can't push a baby out your pussy, shut mm -hmm. the fuck up. And so all these men that be coming and saying stuff about abortions is just weird. It's um, very much upholding the patriarchy and stuff. And mm. people don't care until it's them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What about if you, as a man, have sex with a woman and she says she's keeping the baby? Or she says she don't want the baby or something. And you're going to let your religious preference control your lifestyle to say whether you're gonna be a father or not that is it does not make sense to me like you could dead ass hate this bitch like i do not like her we was having sex now i don't like her she happened to get pregnant i don't want a baby by her but you don't agree with abortion it goes against your your core values and so now you got to spend the rest of your life in relationship with somebody that you didn't want to have a baby by. That's goofy as fuck to me. Yeah. I, I just need to think about myself and my family and how it's going to impact me. I'm not thinking about what God says is okay. They tell me he coming back, he ain't came back yet. You better make them decisions for yourself. <laughs> somebody said that in our comments on YouTube the other day. Tell me this not right. Y'all need to get right with the Lord. They weren't talking about our sexuality. They was talking about something else we was talking about. <laughs> I'm like, child, he told us when he coming back. They told you that. Your daddy said he was coming back. Did he ever come back? <laughs> That's what they be doing with the Sky Daddy. You know, they don't realize they be having the same relationship with God that they have with their actual fathers. But that's just tea. Mm. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> To go into a more positive note, I did want to discuss um, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Hey. So, you know, that means that we're looking like Hawaiians, people are from Guam, people from the Philippines, in that area or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Get a fucking map. 
the Pacific Ocean, bitch. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to the Asians. You know what I'm saying? I was stationed in Hawaii for some time, and so they gave me the unique experience of being able to take a part of their culture and um, be understanding of their values and things like that. And so I love to celebrate, you know, Asian Americans. I love it. Their culture is amazing to me. I love their food. I love just how they um, value their family system and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like their communities are really strong. So shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard when you keep in your heritage amongst being colonized. And mm -hmm. Hawaii has maintained that. You know what I'm saying? Even with all these people going over there. Stop going over there though. Yeah. Shout out to them. Stop going over there. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to kind of discuss, like, while we're in Asian Pacific Heritage, the new Lilo and Stitch live action coming out soon. I still have not seen that movie, but I... Lilo and Stitch, the cartoon, you never seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, my God, we got to watch it this week with the kids. I do just want to say I still have the opinion that that should not... They should leave it where it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw the impact of the film, and it still impacts people, and I feel like, let's leave that where it is. How about let's just make another great film about... Celebrating Hawaiian yeah. culture. Yeah. It's honestly kind of upsetting, and a lot of people was comparing it to, you know, black other people being upset, non-black people being upset about... Um, Halle Bailey being a Little Mermaid and I just want to first say that that's not the same thing um, representation matters when it comes to colorism okay mm -hmm. and when you talk about something like Little Mermaid she's a fucking fish bitch shut up now when you talk about characters like Lilo and Nani they are dark Hawaiian women well yeah. girls you know and that was a pivotal part in the story because Lilo was having trouble fitting in. She would be going to those dance classes, but she was like the darkest girl. They would be teasing her. Her sister couldn't really get a job. Like all of that stuff is important to the story. It matters. Yeah. It's like if they made Princess Tiana Hispanic or something, it wouldn't make sense because the culture mm -hmm. is Hawaiian. You know what I'm saying? The culture yeah. is that New Orleans blackness. And so I did feel like it was very um, disrespectful of Disney to cast light-skinned Asian women, regardless if they're Hawaiian or not, because little dark-skinned Hawaiian girls deserve to see themselves depicted in a movie, especially when the original film exercised that. Yeah. And so we see this in every culture, whether you're black, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're Asian, Colorism is real as fuck. We see it on TV. Who's the people that's on TV? Light skins. And no matter what ethnicity you are, they're going to put the light skin out first. They're going to put the person that has less textured hair. And so I don't, I'm not sure if I'll be seeing or supporting this movie at all because I've just, I'm not okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in cases like this, I'm not Hawaiian. And so I have people in my life that are, and if they say they not fucking with that shit, I'm not either. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the people that's directly impacted. Yeah. And a lot of them are saying no. Yeah, so that's on that. So, 
celebrate and uplift Asian Pacific Americans. And you can do that by leaving their fucking island alone. Stop going over there. Stop visiting. All of it. It's just totally disrespectful. And y'all be so entitled to take part in other people's culture with no respect or regard for the actual people. Yeah. So, it's just a mess. Now, the last thing that we're going to talk about us and for us by us is a 23-year-old named Ariana Edwards who created a size-inclusive shoe line. It's called Valia Shoes, and they're available in sizes 9 to 14. They're now available at Macy's. She said these heels are thicker, you know, to support Mm -hmm. a thicker foot. (laughs) Spacious shoe boxes, and then the insoles cover the entire foot. So this is just like as somebody who I... She is probably a woman that has larger feet. She's been impacted by this, so she created a solution. Mm. And that's dope as hell because, you know, you could have two small feet and you could shop at the kids' section. You know Mm. what I'm saying? You could have average feet and maybe you can't really never find your shoes all like that. But then you could have feet that's large as a woman and they just don't cater to that because they want to try and act like that group of people don't exist. When the average foot size is actually like a nine. I thought it was a seven, it's a nine. And so the whole group of women that's ignored when it comes to that, it's just really saddening. So shout out to Ariana, girl. And when this pop out at Macy's, make sure you at least check them out and see what's good. I definitely want to check it out as a size 11. I've been (laughs) ignored in the shoe industry in the women's section Mm -hmm. my entire life. Is it, did it say what kind of shoes, like specifically? Um, it didn't say what kind of shoes, so I'm guessing there's like different ones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different styles. I doubt it that. It sounds like it might be more casual or formal shoes. Let me see. Either way, I'm glad that this is here because for women with larger shoe sizes it hasn't been a good time yeah i'm sorry baby it's cool i just went over the sneakers and uh started living my life in men's shoes (laughs) (laughs) they be having cool shoes but men's prices is way more crazy like i'm i actually really do like sneakers but i don't like paying a lot of money for shoes so i'm just not that girl you know yeah i don't see the value and their shoes are made to look bigger. It might sound crazy. It doesn't. Come on, now we're literally talking about men here. <laughs> men's shoes look larger. So that's another reason I always had a complex about my foot size. Because mm-hmm. I would have the shoes on and I'd love the shoes, but they just look... Like boats. Yeah. yeah. Easy on the boats. <laughs> <laughs> Well, excuse me. <laughs> do you want to move into the breaks? Let's do it. What do you have for the breaks this week? Jack Harlow dropped an album or a project. I don't know what people are calling them these days. He dropped a project called Jackman. From the title, I thought that it was going to be on some talk my shit. 
type music, and especially with this movie coming out, it seemed like they were going to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But that is not the case. This is a very introspective project, very personal. We're getting into his thoughts and feelings. And it's not a bad project to me by any means. It is just very different Mm -hmm. from what we've become used to. I don't know if he's going to continue to go in this direction. If he is, then this is where I'm going to get off. Because this Why? just this just isn't the kind of rap or the type of music I like to listen to. Mm-hmm. I don't like to hear shit that gets me down. Like I don't come to music for that. Yeah, you are like that. And I also just I don't want to hear all the depressing things going on in your life either. Like I hope you make it through that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. The production sounds great. Um, it's just not my cup of tea but I recommend if you like actually like Jack Harlow mm-hmm. I won't be listening um, the only time I listen to Jack Harlow is when you playing him damn he just like he ain't for me or whatever and it ain't for the same reason that you feel I just don't vibe with him for real yeah. um, I know that he was getting a lot of backlash about the single that came out people felt like he was low-key being anti-black but i don't totally subscribe to any of that stuff um he was um, not being anti-black by any means on that song that song is just every rapper has at least one song like that where it's like basically saying y'all are discredited by actual skills talents and work ethic when it comes to how I got to where I am. Mm-hmm. No, it's not anti-black. No. I, I didn't really listen to it, at, so I can't say for real, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, everybody has those songs, but I do think that when you are, are whatever race you are and you're predominantly working in a space that's not your race you might want to be selective about how you put your message out there because you can't control how other people perceive it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that's just how it is with art that's why a lot of people they'll make music and they'll never put it out because they don't want to hear what people have to say about it they just want to enjoy making their shit and that's it but even with us podcasting like a lot of our things that we talk about be our opinions, even though some of the stuff is factual. And so I don't expect everybody to listen to our podcast and vibe with it. Like, yeah. So I think that's just what, something that comes with it. When you put art out, there's going to be somebody there to critique it, and it just is what it is. For him, he's white, so people's always going to critique that. Yeah. I mean, he definitely could have found another way to say it in the song. I think that's where he probably fucked up with it. Like, you can't just say it like that. Because then it can sound like, nigga, what? Yeah. Because, like, the dude who made the video, he definitely was perceiving it like it was like, 
I don't want to say white supremacy that's taking it too far, but definitely, like, to him, he felt like what Jack was saying was because I'm white. But he was low-key saying the opposite, like, y'all not giving me the credit because I'm white. That's literally what he was... That's why I could... That's literally what he was saying. Like, y'all are crediting my position to my whiteness and completely disregarding my actual skills. I feel like, though, that's something, if, like I said, you are white working in a predominantly black field, that should be expected. Um, like, yeah. come on now. Eminem been rapping in the industry for a million years, and people will still say that about him, no matter how unique his sound is or mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, to me, Jack Harlow ain't that good. That's my perspective, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of rappers that I think ain't that good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you can't be mad because people disagree with that or just feel like you wouldn't be as popular if you was white. Because for a lot of black people, that's their everyday experience dealing with white people is that they're incompetent Mm -hmm. and they are in whatever position they are solely based off their skin color. So was that dude projected? Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. But was he wrong? Not really. He wasn't wrong about the topic, but he was wrong about that specific song. Well, that was his feelings, so, you know, we are entitled to our feelings. That doesn't mean that they're true, though. Yeah. What you got? I really wanted to um, talk about the Freaky T remix. Hey. That's how I keep in my jam for months or whatever, because mm-hmm. that song's raw. I really love the vibe of that song and, like, her cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Tia Corinne. I think mm-hmm. and so she dropped the remix with Lotto and I love the video it had like a lot of 90s nostalgia it was kind of giving baps like almost yeah. a little bit of the WAP video yeah but it was I just really liked it and I also want to say like Lotto really been eating the niggas up lately niggas and bitches she's eating she's eating you know how we feel about Lotto we think she's great and we think the same thing that we were just talking about Jack Carlo I think she don't really get the credit she deserves because she got a white mom, and that sucks. Because she ain't even the black girl that says like I'm biracial. You know what I mean? And she even changed her name so that people would understand that like she's not that girl. You know what I'm saying? So I love her. I fuck with her. Lotto also dropped this week. Put it on the flow, and I was here for that too. Lotto gets it done. When she said she'll drop that 500 before she become your baby mama, I felt that, girl. Wait, the fuck? I thought it was 600. It was six? She might. I thought she said five, but... No, I'm saying um, she said five. When she said I was, I was like, oh, I thought it was six. <laughs> <laughs> Let me girl. find out if she got the discount. <laughs> um, I mean, this slightly off topic, but... Say if you went to like parent plan parenthood, depending on what your financial situation is, they might cover the total cost of the abortion. So it could be six hundred dollars for somebody who got six hundred dollars to pay it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it could also be fifty dollars for somebody that don't have the six hundred dollars and it just depends on what they determine based off of your financial status that how much they're gonna help you. But a lot of those resources are starting to disappear because people are so anti abortion right now. People are really trying to do this white supremacy right now and that's why it's important y'all to get out and fucking vote and make sure these people are not in office creating legislation for our bodies that they don't have yeah it's getting sick out here sick of mode (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I've been to the abortion clinic a couple times, not for myself personally, but you know, as a support system. Uh-huh. And so, I I don't I don't like the abortion clinic. I don't like the energy of that place. It feels sad. Yeah. Yeah. But if I had to get one, I'll be right there. You know what I'm saying? I used to be more judgmental about abortion because I grew up in a religious household, so that like mm-hmm. skewed my perception of, you know, people being able to have rights over their own body or just understanding that it's their body and we don't know what reason that they have for not wanting to keep the baby, but whatever it is, is valid because they're the only one who's going to have to take care of the baby. All these people that be standing outside of clinics with their pitchforks and signs, You're not doing anything to help children that's already in the system. Literally. You're not doing anything to help once these babies get here. You're not helping. Y'all love snatching kids away from black people and people of color and putting them in the system. It's honestly a whole child trafficking system, and it's too much to get into right now, but shout out to Lotto. Shout out. She did announce this week on her podcast that Tiana Taylor is her creative director, and I thought that was super raw. I actually feel like once she said that, I could see it. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely, it's given like Tiana. Yeah. Um, and she's so talented. Like, I love that she pivoted into her own lane when she felt like she wasn't being valued. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to her too. Shout, shout out. Shout out. Auntie Productions. Auntie's Productions. I can't remember if it's plural. I think. It I is. think it's. Auntie's Productions. Yeah. So that's dope. Hell yeah. Um, speaking of the girls, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Sierra dropped a remix to her song, The Girls, and it's featuring Lola Burke and Lady London. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love the song, and I love, love, love the video. It kind of remind me of the um, Beyonce video. Slap it, slap it in the air. Slap it, slap it. You know how like, she just like running around the hotel and like having fun and it's like kind of on like a fast forward and stuff. Yeah. Like just them chilling, having fun. And I really liked it. I like what the song stands for, celebrating mm-hmm. all women and doing what you want to do. Like to me, that is true feminism. It's like doing what you want to do, regardless of what anybody else think or perceive you as and like just living in your truth. So. Shout out. Sierra actually dropped a couple songs recently, and if she come out with an album, I'm going to have to listen to it because it's giving old Sierra. It's giving goodies back, and baby. Let me know how that goes. (laughs) Not let me know how it goes. So what are you making time for this week? I don't know. (laughs) That's okay, too. Um, What am I making time for this week? I don't know really either what I want to make time for. Yeah, I feel like uh, in this moment, I feel like I don't have time. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what to delegate my time to. I feel in this moment very overwhelmed. So I feel like whenever I feel like that, that's the time for me to be still and just be present in this moment. And so that's what I'm taking, making time for is just being present in every moment. I like that. Well, without further ado, I've I've got got time. time.